0: Namaste 2 A lot of you are confused in this weather and are driving to whatever destinations. But my question to you guys is how many of you can actually say I love my job. While you think about it, I'm going to tell you, I love my job because I get to talk to you guys and connect you with some great, great minds of our community through the show that's called Candid Conversations with Renu Dillon. This show where we talk about topics that need attention, topics that need our thought and we try that way push that way and push so we are talking about a very great topic today and what we are talking about today is Genius Kids, the most important thing important that CEO and founder of Genius Kids, Ms. Renu Dillon. So welcome, hello and good evening. Hello, welcome, Miss R J Swati, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> R J. Oh wow, this is. Isko caps karke bada bada record kare. Mujhe apne boss ko bhejta hai. I'm telling Rashi. you, even
1: my guest last week wanted to know who you are. She's like, wow, she's fantastic. Oh, I, said, I know she. Is thank great. you, thank
0: you. So, this is a mutual admiration group because you, that I'm a big fan of. You are my fan, so yeah. this is what's up. So, we'll just sit here and exchange your autographs. We have to do this uh, chit chat wala show one day. Ki ki, uh, are you a rain person or a sunshine person? No, sunshine, sunshine.
1: Rain, rain is good, you can sit and have your chai and pakora because I like the sun.
0: You like the sun? Yeah, yeah. No matter what your answer was, aa, sunshine is so good in my studio, way. so you can tell that you're a sunshine person. So Renu, we do this candid conversation with Correct. Renu Dillon. And today's topic is very exciting. Hai. I mean, I've loved all the topics that we've spoken about, but this one specifically is so... I think it, it, it is the dare to share while I it. It
1: definitely is a dare to share and it definitely needs to be addressed because, um, you know, here we are on an Indian radio station and, you know, I always feel that as Indians we're very educated, we think we're very advanced, but in actual fact we're not. We can be uh, pretty narrow-minded in our views on many things and I'm guilty of that too. Right. And uh, so it was actually thanks to Sheena, my daughter, who said, Mom, you need to, you, you know, you want to talk about dare to share? you need to bring this topic up, you're talking about domestic violence, you're bringing up all the politics and everything else but this is something you need to address and I was very fortunate that she connected me, she said I have the perfect guest for you and she's connected me to a wonderful guest that we're going to have on our show tonight who's actually going to
0: share his personal story and his experience. So. Alright, so let's reveal it to our listeners, Ki bhai, what is, who's our guest today and what is it that we are going to be talking about?
1: So I'm not sure what Americans call it But uh, in England, growing up We called it coming out of the closet Mm -hmm. And when you're coming out of the open And you're sharing something And our guest today is a young gentleman Called Sandeep Boparai Known as King Sunny B He's a Sikh American Who is identified as being a gay male Living in truth That's right friends, you heard it He's a healthcare administrator Fashion model Mm -hmm. LGBTQ advocate HIV activist and brand ambassador of 360 magazine. Sonny says that being a gay Sikh male while growing up in New York City, you come across many obstacles and struggles relating to one's sexual identity. He was bullied for his appearance, his walk, his voice and everything that he represented. And many don't realize, including myself, I'm guilty of this, that homophobia actually begins at home and for him it was no different. And at a very young age, Sunny's parents actually had him attend summer Gurmat camps at the Gurdwara or Camp Chardikala. So he's grown up in a very traditional environment. And he found it very ironic that despite being sent there to learn about religion, which is meant to teach you love, equality, (coughs) truth, resilience, he was always made fun by other kids at the camp because he was different. And as he got older, it became very hard for him to be true to himself. So at twenty six years old, working in the line of work that he is, he has now come out in the open about being gay and he has met who he feels is the man of his life that his partner that he shares his life with. And he feels that he's learned so much from this and he feels he's a better man today. And we've invited Sunny to come on air today to share this story because I'm sure there are many people out there like himself who have the same feelings, who have the same fears, same phobias, and I'm sure they would like to learn this experience. So, Sunny, Satsrikal, and welcome to Candid Conversations with Rainu Dillon.
2: Satsrikal, New, I'm so excited to be on air.
1: I've been waiting for this show. I mean, you know, we connected quite a few weeks ago and I was, I've marked my calendar and I'm like, that's why I started pushing this out last week that, you know, I'm so excited to have you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for having the courage to come out on air and and talk to thousands of people today who are going to be listening to you. So first and foremost, what were the steps that led you to coming out with your story? Could you share
2: that with us? I mean, so, um, well, first I want to say thank you to Sheena as well, because she's the one that kind of connected us and introduced us via social media. I definitely want to say thank you to her. Um, but a lot of what you said um, is true. And so being a gay, sick male growing up in New York City, you know, you come across very struggles. Um, and our society and our culture have kind of foreshadowed what is expected of us. And I knew that I always wanted to eventually come out and live authentically and have my own family. But how does one get to that point? That's very clear. I mean, it's courage and confidence for sure. When you're growing up and people around you keep pointing out that you are different from your walk to your talk like you addressed earlier, you know, you start to believe you need to be someone you aren't. So navigating that thought process with somewhat of a rigid society and culture is difficult to not question what other people are thinking about you. Because as we're growing up, that's sort of embedded in us. And as kids, we're always compared to other kids, and we start to question our capabilities and our strengths. And somehow through others' perceptions, they become our weaknesses. And it took years of individual internalization to understand that it's okay to express myself freely and let my heart love who it wants to love. So, you know, you reach a climax where you either dwindle in the thought of living freely or you actually do it. So I actually did it. And being discriminated against, I feel like it pushed me to that point it pushed me to that breaking point where I was like, enough is enough. So, you know, definitely as a community, um, and if you're watching the news, what's going on around the country, it's very important that we provide, LG- we think of LGBTQ rights as equal rights. And no matter that your gender identity or sexuality, they're still human rights.
1: So, something I'm curious to know, I mean, me personally, I'm curious to know, when did you realize, how old did you realize that you were different? I mean, how did you know you were different?
2: Um, I feel like from a really young age I definitely knew that I was different um, I definitely felt different I didn't feel like the other boys in school I didn't really feel like I connected much with the boys or like the the, the men in my family I always felt like i I geared my energy geared towards more like the female the female figure but it was it was always more like of a friendship or like a sisterhood. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who I now consider my sisters who have um, most definitely helped me uh, go through the process. And um, I don't know, I just felt like from a really young age that I just was different. I really don't know how to explain the feeling to you.
0: All right. So I'd like to remind my listeners. So you are listening to Candid Conversations uh, with Renu Dillon, and with us Sandeep Boparai, who's come, who's come out of the closet, and he's from a very, uh, you know, uh, Indian family, like very, a Sikh family. So my question to you is, how was it? Tell us. Walk us through the experience of, you know, when you broke uh-huh. the news to your parents, and how was their reaction? And uh, if you could go back in time, would you want it any different?
2: Um okay so that's a great question. Um uh my parents uh definitely coming out to them was definitely difficult. Um with my mom it kind of was a candid conversation. It kind of pushed me to that limit where I eventually felt like I needed to come out and tell her the honest truth because you know she was having preconceived notions and what she expected of me and what she expected, you know, me to be like. So That was very difficult, and I feel like even till today, it's kind of like a process for her, it's a journey for her. She's definitely still going through the process and I think coming to terms with it. But to say that she hasn't been working hard at it, that would be a lie. So she's definitely working at coming to terms with it. Um, In regards to my dad, uh, my father, um, he's someone who is grossed sick. He's someone who, you know, believes in the righteous path. And he also has very strong, uh, like, moral views, and he believes that, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman, and he believes that, you know, a man cannot love a man, so, you know, coming out to him was more of, like, uh, a negative experience, because it, it, it definitely was, it wasn't the best way for us to communicate about my coming out story, um, it, it, it took a left turn, and I feel like from that point, we've, we've had a really uh, hard relationship.
1: So, Sunny, you know, I'm going to ask you something uh, because, you know, being in the preschool business, right, I start uh, working with kids at such a young age, and I run into this a lot where, um, you know, I'll have parents who tell me, um, you know, my son keeps asking for pink color. When he asks for the pink color, don't give it to him. Anyone who wants to play with dolls in the kitchen, please don't do that. And you know, right. when they're children, you know, you let them play with what they want. I mean, I encourage it. I tell kids, you pick the color you want. But I've seen this even with friends, you know, and uh, and I'm Sikh in Punjabi too, and uh, I run into this all the time. They'll say, "Oi, onu pink kiu ditta mundaya, kabarwa onu pink ditta," right? You yeah, know, onu banda right. bana, banda bana, and they keep going on about mm-hmm. that. So let me ask you, does it do? Are, the, are these signs or is this just being kids I mean when do these signs come when can parents start to understand that yes they have a child that is different they have a child that is not going to necessarily follow the path that they want and uh-huh. should they be stopping them should they be pushing them should they be saying things like oh maranga you know this kind of stuff which is such a typical Punjabi thing to say you know
2: right yeah um, so I um, so in my opinion um, personally I believe that You know, it doesn't mean just because you're a boy and you play with a pink toy or just because you're a girl and you play with a blue toy that that necessarily is going to define your sexual orientation moving forward in life. Um, There's definitely some friends that I have that um, I've grown up with, and, you know, we played Barbie dolls together, but, you know, they're completely heterosexual. They're completely in happy relationships. That has nothing to do with what your orientation is going to be like. I personally believe that if your son or daughter wants to play with a toy or wants to wear a color that might that might be similar to the opposite sex, but for them it would be, like, it would be different because they're the different gender, I think you should let them express themselves. I mean, you know, there's something called a baby. A baby is kind of uh, how parents are raising their children nowadays, is that... They consider their children babies where they're not really defining colors and toys to the gender. They're letting the baby kind of do whatever the baby wants to do and that's how they're raising it. Not to necessarily say that that's the right way to raise their child, but definitely don't, don't, don't cause a, a a traumatic experience for the child, where you hit the child or you grab it away, where they think it's wrong. You know, right. you don't want to, you don't want to develop your child that way. What you want to do is you want to make sure that your child understands that even though this color isn't something normalized for my gender, but but my my parent is not snatching that away from me. You know, because I feel like it's things like that, like those those are like those deep rooted issues that as you're growing up, you start to kind of because from there, things start to develop and they become bigger and bigger. So it's very important to nip the things in the butt from the beginning so we don't make sure that they become a bigger issue.
0: Absolutely. We we spoke about, you know, for babies and, you know, really young kids. But what about teenagers mm-hmm. this is very confusing by itself and then if you're different then you don't know you're trying to hide your identity because your parents feel a certain way and high school there's a pressure you have to have a girlfriend can you i mean if there are listeners were listening the teenage kids how would you advise them to navigate through this time
2: um i mean definitely peer pressure is definitely prevalent in um, in school and, and growing up um, and it's definitely something that, you know, when when you feel like you're different or you feel like um, no one can really uh, understand what you're going through as, as that individual, and you see everyone around you is like in, in relationships or, you know, things are happening in their life the way they're supposed to be. Yeah, you definitely feel, you definitely want to self-isolate yourself and you definitely want to put yourself under a rock. But at the same time, it's very important for you to persevere. It's very important for you to rise from the ashes, and it's, it's very important for you to not compare your path to other people. Everyone has their own path in life, and it's very important for you to stay true to yourself. It's very important for you to stay authentic to, authentic to yourself, because I feel like that's when all the blessings starts to happen. When you, when you self-love and you start to understand how you are as a person, um, I feel like that's when things start to open up for you and doors start to open up for you, because then you're willing to also love other people
1: beautifully said so you know you we've got uh, social media which is very helpful to uh, spread the message of love and bring visibility and awareness to um, your experiences how are you using this and what are you what do you feel how do you want to make a difference out in the community now since uh, you've come out in the open how would you like to encourage others who are scared to speak or scared to do anything um, how do you feel you can help them
2: well, okay, the most important thing to understand from this is that visibility and awareness is, is, the, is crucial. Like, if there is no visibility, there is no awareness. If there is no awareness, there is no platform. If there is no platform, there is no conversation that's happening. So it's very important for people to become more visible. Yes, it's definitely hard. It's definitely something that makes you uncomfortable, but at the same time, you also provide this type of energy and this type of support for people that are are going through something that you've already overcome. And you know, like when we when we when I talk, think about myself and I speak on my personal journey, like from elementary school all the way up to college, like you know all the, all the things that you go through and the things that you hear, you know, people making fun of you and being bullied, it definitely takes a toll on you. So. As somebody for myself, the reason why I decided to create such a platform, it happened just a year ago where I was having a conversation and, you know, I realized that while I was speaking that there's millions of children that are probably going through the same thing that I went through. But unfortunately, I didn't have a role model or someone to look up to to show me that, oh, this is how you do this, you know? This is how you're supposed to figure this out. I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. Now, obviously, I'm making mistakes. And obviously, I'm, you know, developing as a person. But it's very important for you to stay true to that. Um, And so that's something, that was the biggest reason why I created the platform. Um, And as I began to post pictures and kind of do the hashtags and create the engagement, I started to see the the influx of, of people responding back to it. And me kind of realizing that I'm not the only person who identifies this way, there are so many other people across this country, that a nation that identify the same way. And for such a long time, you feel like you're the only person, because there's no one around you that you can kind of go to and kind of have your own little niche, because you feel like they understand you, because they're going through the same thing that you're going through. And so social media has kind of done that, Yeah, social media also comes with a lot of negative, negative right. stuff too, and you know, we it's very hard to take your focus off of that because it really hits home sometimes when people have such negative things to say. Um, and so I'm also guilty of that that you know i I put, I put myself into that because I feel like it's very important, even though you're saying something negative, for me to respond back to you and kind of show you that you know what you're saying needs to be, needs to be addressed in that moment because otherwise it feels like that's something that is okay to be said. Um, and people see that and people will then respond to that and so slowly by slowly I've, that way. I've been trying to build my engagement and I feel like it's been a great experience um, And I just feel like for the future for other children that are going through the same process um, You know there's so many LGBTQ clinics around if you're really someone that's going through something um, And you need some mental counseling or you know if you had a one-night stand. I know it's taboo, but You know, if you feel like you've been exposed to STDs or HIV, there are so many clinics around you that you can Google, and there's help out there. There's resources out there. Use them. Utilize them. Take advantage of it. You know, be safe, and just make sure that you're kind to one another because I feel like the more that we're nicer to each other, that really helps the solution. You know, if you're not going to do anything positive, at least don't do anything negative to make the, to make it worse for LGBTQ people. Make sure that you're at least participating, and, you know, make sure you vote for those people in in politics who are going to be supportive of LGBTQ rights. Make sure you put people in place who will make sure that transgender people are going to be taken care of. You know, this administration has done horrendous things for this group and this population, and that's not fair. You know, we, we want to make sure that everyone has equal rights, and that's very important to take away from this candid conversation.
1: That's wonderfully said, beautifully said. So I know you're not on Facebook, but I know you're big on Instagram. So if people want to follow you or reach out to you, how can they reach you,
2: Sunny? Uh, they can reach me at Bee. That's my handle. Um, and if you have any questions, um, if you're having any suicidal thoughts, you know, I can definitely link you with many clinics. If you're in New York, I know numerous tri-state clinics that I can link you with. And if you're not in New York, I will help you find something that you can go to and you can speak with someone. I will help you. You know, you can always DM me and message me. Um, and we just want to make sure that, you know, we spread positivity and we make sure that everyone is uh, is loved and is appreciated for who they are, regardless of their gender identity and their sexuality.
0: Right. So in addition to, I think, the uh, LGBT people who need help, I think parents of, you know, of, of such children, they also need help. Mm-hmm. So if you can put people in touch like that as well, because I don't know if your LGBT uh, clinic takes care of those as well, because I think that's the a bigger issue than you know right you it's know it's hard right, right. It's yeah. hard, right? It's so hard. they don't know how to deal with this it's totally new and the idea uh-huh. is to push people to the right direction as to you know what this is not unique because you hear all kinds of obnoxious thoughts that people have around right. it because such a, it's so, such a taboo and in fact one of my questions to you was what is the most idiotic thing that you've heard around this topic because I have heard
2: many <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean in, in, in regards to what like like you have to give me like a scenario you know there's so many
0: right so I I'm actually talking about a person I knew and she thinks it's a it's a mental uh you know disorder and if you take the child to oh a doctor God. they'll fix they'll it get better. they'll fix it you
2: know Yeah. you yeah. know, you know, you, know Rino, you know what's so funny Rino? because when I came out to my mom um, mm-hmm. she told me the same thing she was like you know what maybe <laughs> we could take you to the doctor and get you some medication you know sure. that might make better and i'm like you know that's not how it works it doesn't work that way okay i'm surprised (laughs) you didn't say let's do part no (laughs) this is something this is something that is biological this is something that you you experience as you are growing up the reason why people come out so late in life is because they cannot self-accept themselves because they are so worried about what other people around them such as their loved ones their family their friends what they're going to think and say so many people even in the South Asian culture in the Caribbean culture there's so many closeted men who are married to heterosexual women but still partake in homosexual activity right but they're just not out
0: right. and so
2: just because you know, you might be that woman that is that is talking ill to someone that is an uh, open gay person, but at the same time, you're probably that same woman who's being cheated on by her husband with, who's sleeping with another man. So right. you need to understand and be empathetic of what everyone is going through. Everyone is going through something. So you need to make sure that you are empathetic towards that. You know, and the biggest thing about you were talking earlier, like in the South Asian culture, just going and getting mental health counseling there's there's a barrier right yeah, there. there's a they barrier made right there. against that yeah. they don't even recognize that that's a problem right they don't even recognize that that's something that needs to be taken care of so we first need to break that barrier once that barrier is broken then we can provide that help because at some point you yourself need to seek the help in order to be given the help right. you know you can't just yeah. be given the help because then otherwise you're not going to do the work to get better so I mean, my clinic does provide, we, we can also link you with group therapy, you know, individual therapy, family therapy. That's something that can be provided for parents, you know. The focus groups are conducted, you know, where parents can come together who are going through something similar. Mm-hmm. They can share their experience, kind of grow with each other, what's going on, you know. That's something that I wish that my mom had, too, because it is quite difficult for a for a South Asian parent, especially when you're when I'm for, when you're first generation and your right. parents just migrated here from India, and so it's very difficult for them to understand that. But we're definitely moving in the right direction. I mean, there's definitely lots of people now on social media, you know, even Superwoman who just came out, you know, as bisexual. Like, there's so many people in the South Asian community who are now being able to put that as a, as as one of their right. things that they identify with on social media so now it's becoming more visible so that's very important that's something that we need to keep pushing we need to keep pushing the envelope and breaking the barrier
0: right uh, so sunny, as we yeah. can tell you're yeah. so passionate about yeah. this topic and really you were saying yeah so sunny I, you know it's uh, i would love to have you on for the
1: rest of the show but we're actually going to wrap up in about a minute <laughs> so i know but it's wonderful and i want to tell you if anything I'm not sure about how many other people got educated out there, but you educated me. And you're absolutely right. Because I will be very honest with you, and I'll admit on air, I've been one of those Punjabi moms who's been like, and yeah, you know, and as of time with my own kids looking at me and saying, mom, what are you doing? And one of the big things they brought up was, as Sikhs mom, you know, our religion teachers love. So thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas and all the help you offer. And I want to wish you the very best of luck. And I do want to bring you back to continue this conversation
2: absolutely thank you Renu, for having me thank you for bringing me on tonight and i really hope that i was able to shed some important light oh, on this topic be. and all the listeners i hope they were educated and i hope that you know we can all work together and make a better place for all our lgbtq brothers and sisters
0: yeah and i really
2: thank hope you. i touched everyone on the show tonight and please check me out on king sunny b um on my instagram handle and um dm me if needed Thank, Thank you. you Thank Sunny. you so much. Thank you. Z Take Sunny
0: care. B was the handle to follow. They say it's time to wrap up quickly. Uh, before we go, what do we have next week? I blanked out. You blanked out? So, All right. You know, no I, problem.
1: Because I've been so intrigued in this show. Absolutely. So, um, no, actually, we are going to be talking about another critical issue. We're going to be bringing Dr. Vina Puri on air next week to talk about the importance of immunization, considering everything that's going on Oh, today that's
0: going office. to be a hot topic as yeah. well. Hot topic. All because, right, so. listeners. So that was Ms. Renu Dillon from Genius Kids. Next week, Asimullah Kathogi, same time, same show, only on Radio Zindagi. You are listening to Candid Conversations with Renu Dillon. Dear